Welcome to Slotshot Podcast, a hockey podcast brought to you by Star Six Media. Joined in studio by Ross and Alex. Again, apologies for uh, a little bit of a later start. This episode will be coming out Saturday morning versus our usual Friday, so we do apologize for that. Uh, but always exciting to get the boys around, talk a little more hockey. Tonight's episode's a special one. It is the midseason award show as we have crossed the halfway mark of the NHL season. First, as always, let's check in with the co-hosts. Um, Alex, on my right, how are we doing? Fantastic, man. Uh, big Wings win last night on national TV. It's just a beautiful thing to see. We, we kind of break this bug we fed against against the Leafs. And it was on national TV, so everything was good. Um, yeah, and life in general is doing well. I'm happy to be back recording. Always a fun time of the week. Absolutely, absolutely. Rusty. Let's talk about the uh, the black eye. Let's, let's, let's hear about it because it's a hockey story and we're a hockey podcast. Let's hear a little bit about this black eye. First of all, the lighting in my apartment's so bad, I don't think the viewers can even really see it. But uh, um, I <laughs> we had a game. We had a game in our beer league Monday night, and it was it was really like about as as chill of a situation as could have happened. But puck off the crossbar, not like a long shot, like a near side. The guy was trying to tuck it, and I was trying to force him wide. Basically, like. Basically, the puck hit the crossbar, and it was spinning like a pancake, right? It was just kind of flipping like that, suspended in air. So there was no velocity hitting me, and it just, like, clipped me right below the eyebrow. And I just, like, like kind of, like, rattled, like, realized, just, like, went to play the puck. And then probably about, like, by the time I got to the bench after that shift, I just, like, kept, like, wiping the sweat out of my eye because it was, like, sweat blocking my eye. And then I took my glove off, and I was like, oh, shit. And it just started to swell. It swelled up like a like a peanut. Uh, like, literally, I looked like Rocky for a bit. Um, got some snow off the ice and iced it a little bit in between shifts. And uh, shout out to the Johnny's Ice House uh, Stanley Club staff. Um <laughs> I think we had Katrina, who was bartending, who got me a nice uh, nice bag of ice to cool it down later that night. So the swelling went away, but I still have this shiner. Had to jump on some Zoom calls uh, this week and uh, explain that. But my boss is a hockey guy, so things went well. So, yeah, uh, that's the shiner story, and I'm happy to be here. Caught the Hawks game last night. They lost. Uh, the, 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 the the Hawks won. No, no, no. The Patrick Caneless Blackhawks beat the fucking Avalanche. 3-0 um, without Patty Kane. 3-0. And I lost a lot of prop bets, but had a good time and uh, enjoyed some good company and uh, adult beverages. So happy to be here with you boys. And, uh, yeah, Bruins got pee-pee whacked for the first time in a long time. So I think kind of a much-needed adjustment for them, too. So happy to be here. Happy to talk some puck. Yeah, absolutely. I love, uh, love a little hockey story for... Uh, for the start of the podcast, glad to hear uh, uh, the boys did battle to get that win. He didn't mention that, but uh, Ross taking a puck off the face, still battling to finish the game like a warrior he is. Um, moving on, like I said. Well, we'll talk about the Norris Trophy later. <laughs> uh, the Norris Trophy for Johnny's Beer League Hockey League. Moving on into today's big topic, it's the midseason awards show. Should be an exciting one. We've got a few awards we're going to go over. Uh, a few we will be skipping that would be, uh, but let's get right into it. Starting with the Calder Trophy for the year, for the year's most impressive rookie. There are a few favorites uh, jumping out of the gate. I'll start us off. I'm going to take the favorite in this one, and that's going to be the Seattle forward, Maddie Beniers. Um, he has jumped off to a 16-goal pace with 18 assists. And 34, 16, 16 goals so pace, far. or he has 16, he has 16 goals. Sorry. So he's sniffing 30. He's so in the neighborhood yeah, for 30. Yeah, yeah. And he's neighborhood for 30 goals, 18 assists. He's looking at, you know, potentially a 70, 80 point year. 
uh, from Berniers, and uh, that might be enough to win Calder the Calder Trophy for the Seattle forward. Yeah, man. I mean, the upstart Kraken, right? They're definitely a surprise of uh, of the league in in a, in a lot of um, in in I think a, a lot of people's expectations. They've definitely exceeded. Um, Beniers, I mean, that's pretty huge, right? You step right in. Uh, you spent one year, one year at Michigan or two. One, I think. I think Maybe one year at Michigan. One. Yeah, that's right. Kraken's only been around for two drafts. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, he's 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 playing like a stud. I think a lot of people could have predicted or sort of expected him um, going that high in the draft and, and being the prospect that he was. Uh, Pride of Hingham, Massachusetts. So it's good to see a mass guy uh, really contributing. So. I think that's, I mean, obviously he's the odds-on favorite. He's on pace for 30. There's not too many guys sniffing him. So I think that's definitely a good pick. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Would you go on record saying you agree with that? Who, who's your pick for, for the call, though? You know, like from a, from a likelihood standpoint, it's, it's pretty much veneers. Um, a couple rookies that have jumped out to me um, is, uh, is, is Cole Perfetti and his rookie. This is yeah. his Calder season, right? He's been pretty impressive to me. Um, it's a deep Winnipeg lineup, um, and he, he's been a guy that's jumped out. Um, Logan Thompson's a goalie, yep. right? He's a goalie out of for, Vegas. For, Stepped for, in for Leonard this year. Big, big, big performance out of Logan Thompson for he, this Vegas Knights. He's been awesome. So I think I'm gonna go with Logan Thompson uh, as far as my pick. But okay. yeah, it's mild confidence. We'll see how things go. But I mean, he's been really great, and they've been a they've been a strong club. And I mean, you're carrying the mail as a goalie um, as a rookie. And your team's performing like that at the top of your division. That's it's pretty huge. So yeah, like you said, it. I mean, he he has taken over uh, kind of the realm for or the reins, not the realm, the reins for an injured Robert Leonard, Logan Thompson. I like the pick, Alex. Round us off. Any any analysis of the first two picks? Otherwise, yeah. So I like them. Third. I like Beniers. I think there's a reason he's a favorite. We all know that. Logan Thompson. I I think good pick. Goalies. I I don't know what the what the. How, how goalies are weighed in the in the Calder race because uh, obviously with like MVP they're not weighed the same but I think I think they have a better chance uh, in the Calder. Um, I love the Perfetti shout out and he was one I was interested in. The the reason I'm not going to go with him is because Nikolai Ehlers is back uh, and I think Perfetti had a lot of those top line moments yeah. and opportunities. He's not going to get those anymore. Yeah. Ehlers is going to take that role back as he should. So Perfetti's having a good year. Shane Pinto's a guy I want to shout out because. Uh, I had high hopes for him, and uh, he's just kind of playing third-line minutes right now, which isn't really conducive to that. Uh, I am going to go with Matty Beniers, though, a guy I've actually really enjoyed watching. I think he is probably the best player on this Kraken team, or at least the most dynamic player, and to me that is something that matters when they're good. It's this good upstart team. He's playing power play one, first line. The first and second line and second power play are kind of interchangeable for that team, like as you see with the expansion teams. But he's really looking like the future like player of that team. Right. Uh, so for that, I think he kind of he's the first face of their franchise. Exactly. It was supposed to be Giordano, but obviously, you know, that kind of fizzled. So. Yeah, he's the face of the franchise right now, and that's a big deal for an expansion team that's playing well. Other guy I want to give a shout out to, similar to Logan Thompson, goalie, uh, Coach Shet. Kochetnov, the Carolina goalie. Sorry, let me not butcher this. Kochetkov, Kochetkov, yeah, yeah, yeah. Piotr Kochetkov. So, yeah, he, he came into that Bruins playoff series last year after uh, they had so many injuries, and he's been sick. He's been good, and he's, again, this is a good team that's good defensively with a rookie goalie starting. That's where I say, and he's been bad in January. He's been, like, giving up a lot of four-goal games, but he's a good player. If he gets hot and kind of rides his team to, like, winning the division, which I think is 
very possible. Has Freddie been battling injuries, or is that like a one-one? Freddie's been Freddie just got back from injury, but he's been playing well. Coach Kochekov. <laughs> I'm gonna work on his Kochekov. name. Kochetkov. That's it. Kochetkov has been good. So I think him and Logan Thompson are in a position where make a run. Boost that save percentage, boost those wins because you're on good teams. Could be some good odds there. You could could, be, some, could be some action odds. Funny there. enough, last rookie goaltender to win it, Steve Mason in 08-09 with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Andrew Raycroft um, comes yep. to mind. Andrew Raycroft <laughs> in the 2003-04 season with Boston. Who the Bruins then flipped yep. for, I believe, Phil Kessel? Oh no, Tuca, Tuca. Tuca they, they got that's Tuca in the trade. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's right, that's right. So yeah, I mean, it, it, it's an interesting race. I think uh, if we couple had a couple pantsing deals they've done with Toronto over the years. Yeah. If we had to put, uh, in terms of putting into a gambling perspective, all our plus money uh, picks at this point, Veneer is the favorite. Uh, but Logan Thompson, all these other guys, they are close behind. Should be an interesting Calder race to finish out the season. I think pending injury, it, it's pretty much a lock for Beniers. But like that's why you're getting plus two forty odds because he could he could miss a lot of but time. I think Beniers is a good bet right now. It, he has everything going for it. Expansion team, which you know the like everyone wants to push that right. Yeah, yeah. and he's he's the face of the franchise for a good expansion team. It's yeah, not yeah. it's not like the Kraken are middling. They're good right now. Yeah. Um, so Beniers, great season, and I like watching him play, and I love his name. I mean, like that's a, that's a guy you want, Matty Beniers. Like it's you want it to get it. Does rolls off. It is a good name. No, there's there's no doubt about it. It is a good name. Uh, moving on from the Calder Trophy for the league's best rookie to the league's best goalie in the Vesna Trophy, and I think uh, you know it's safe to say I, I won't go first here. I'll let uh, Alex actually. Are you ready to go first on the Vesna? Yeah, I am. Why don't you take us away, leading us off with the best goaltender so far through the midway point? So I have, I actually have two, and I'm looking at the odds now, and he's he's down. I would say he's bottom third in the odds, which shocked me. Um, and maybe it's because he's been hot lately. I think there's there's a lot of good goalies in the league right now on good teams, and I don't think he's on a good team, um, which I think will hurt him in the long run. He won't have the wins. Um, but I'm going to go with UC Soros. And... I that think he's a, that was a big league tease there, leading in with all of the you know <laughs> Phantom, this guy, this guy, this guy, and then dropping a, the UC Soros on us. It's a big it's a big tease, but I think he's been he's kept a bad Nashville team. I think this Nashville team just isn't good. Uh, he's kept them in a lot of games. And in terms of how I think the award should be voted for, and I know it's not gonna be that way, but he's been playing as well as anyone. Right. Uh and in a difficult situation where he's being leaned on to play better than anyone, and he is right now. I think if they make the playoffs, I think that's required for this. I don't think that he's going to win without making the playoffs. But he's got to be in the discussion, and I think he, he's going to sneak in and win it because he's hot right now. Like, extreme, like, like 45 save shutout hot. No, he I had did. 63 saves the other night. Yeah, I watched like some of that game. 102 <laughs> saves right? the in Leafs? two games. It was something yeah. crazy. Carolina, maybe? I think yeah. Carolina. He had 102 saves in two games, though. I think and watching that game, they were just getting dominated. He was he's, standing he's on the wall. Yeah. So I, I, I think he's going to make a big push here, especially, if, I mean, if you, if you keep doing that, I don't think it matters your record. If you're going to save 100 shots in two games, uh, you, you're going to have a good chance. Yeah, no, I, I think that's an interesting pick. I, I like it. A little bit of a... A different one uh, down the down the table a little bit in terms of odds. Ross, who do you got leading in the uh, the Vesna? So I love the arm dogs, UC Saros, no relation to George Soros um, pick there. I think that's good good gambling odds um, and a good kind of dark horse. But to Plus me, three thousand to me 3, and thirty five hundred. And to me, I mean, I'm not a uh, right. I, 
I, I think I'm pretty fair about the Bruins. Like, I don't think I'm a honk or a homer, but it's a no-brainer. Linus Olmark, if he keeps this up, he's yep. he's going to run away with the Vesna. I, I, I completely agree with you. That is my pick as well. I think out of out of the start of the season, you saw Jake Ottinger in Dallas look really good to start the season. And I really like Ottinger. Like, there are a lot of other guys I really like, but it's just his numbers are ridiculous. It's, I think he's it, lost it one is, game. It's, it is stupid. I mean, he's 22-2-1. 22-2-1. Think yeah. about that. With a 9-3-8 save percentage. Hold on. 22-2-1. So that's yep. 25 games. Yep. So 22 times 4 is 88. So you have an eighty-eight percent chance of winning when he starts. Yep. No, That's it's fucked. I mean, it, it's. I think Boston lost their first game on home ice last uh, last night versus first Seattle. regulation, maybe. But it's still ridiculous. Still yeah. preposterous. Yeah, it's been a ridiculous start from the Boston Bruins, and Linus Olmark has been a big part of that. Like I was saying, nine three eight save percentage, one eight eight goals against per game. It's, I've got. Oh, oop, I'm sorry, Jack. It's good numbers from uh, from Olmark, and uh, you know, as as things were kind of the Boston goaltending was. Wasn't an uncertainty, but people were expecting, you know, the young Jeremy Swayman to take that role. Olmark has kind of shut the shut the door on those on those rumors for now, and uh, he's he's taken a, a charge in the Boston Bruins net after filling their shoes for uh, the now seemingly Tuca Rask. So I don't want to eliminate Armdog from chiming in here, but like the, sort of the story around Olmark is is been a bit of a roller coaster. Since they signed him. Yep. So, Buffalo? Was he in Buffalo at one point? That's right. He came yep. from Buffalo as a free agent. But, you know, the, the Bruins have been really, really, really fortunate in that for a long time now. Yeah. Um, we were joking about Andrew Raycroft earlier, but they went from Raycroft, <laughs> his Tim great Thomas. rookie year. No, and, and they had they had Thomas come out of the woodwork and obviously win a Stanley Cup, standing on his head, being unbelievable, winning the Conn Smythe. Um, and then decades of Tuka Rask, right? And... Tuca is a little kind of polarizing with Bruins fans, but you can't deny that he's a, a, was providing elite top five goaltending year after year after year after year, especially the bigger sample sizes. When you start getting acute and you look at specific performances and specific games, specific high-pressure moments, that's where people start to detract from him. But when you look at the big sample size, he was phenomenal for so long. So when Tuca left... Um, you know, figuring out goaltending was curious. Like, a lot of people were thinking about Swayman and Tuka's last year. I'm not going to drag everyone into that run and how they played injured Tuka Rask with, like, half of his quad falling off or whatever it was, hamstring, instead of giving Swayman a chance um, in that do-or-die game they lost and fucked it all up. But, um, but <laughs> you know, the Bruins fans really wanted Swayman to jump in and be the next Tuka. And when they signed Olmark in the offseason to a decent ticket, uh, mm-hmm. four years, five million per, it's a lot of money for a guy coming from one of the worst teams in the league with obviously brutal stats playing in Buffalo. Um, and so he came in, and I heard this line on the radio, and it's, it was a good way to describe his first year, Olmark's last year, is trampoline pads. Like, I've never seen somebody give up more rebounds than Linus Olmark last year. It was really frustrating to watch. Uh, he's gigantic. He's like 6'5". He, you know, he fits that mold. Um, Swedish goaltender, and last year, he, you know, he there were very few moments where he looked great last year. So I want to give a big shout-out to a guy that most followers of the pod, most NHL fans don't know anything about. It's goalie, they call him Goalie Bob, the Bruins goalie coach, Bob Asenza. Um, he's been with the Bruins for, I think, almost 30 years. And he's, you know, goalies, they're their own little thing. And the Bruins have been so consistent and so good. And obviously, I'm not detracting from Tuka Rask, Tim Thomas, or any of those guys. But you saw Tuka just 
pretty much come into the league and never really stutter or stumble. Tim Thomas was a very unconventional goaltender who hit his NHL peak at age like 29. You know, like he, he was muffling around the minors and other leagues and basically played from like 29 to 38. That was his NHL career, very unconventional. Um, and then now with Olmark and the turnaround that he's had has been incredible. Not related to the Vezina thing, but there's some concerns about Swayman right now. He's mm-hmm. struggling a little bit. Um, they clearly have a very good relationship, him and Olmark, where it's not, you know, a F you, I want the star. Yeah. It's like, it's it's not that cutthroat competitive thing. Um, well, but Swayman's right. regressed this year. And it's, it's concerning for the long-term future because Swayman might now be, he, he could be kind of trade bait. Oh, he could be on the outs. Oh, yeah. without, without a doubt, uh, Olmark still has some age to him. I think the Bruins felt confident in that signing because, yes, the numbers were bad in Buffalo, but you could tell he was a, a solid goaltender, and you're seeing that production this year. Um, I do agree with you last year that the, the rebounds were, were an issue, and, and it wasn't the year he was hoping for. I think it's a huge confidence boost having probably um, the best relationship, I, I would say, in terms of a, a partnership in, in the goaltending world of, of Swayman and Olmark in terms of support. Uh, but, Alex, what have you got on, uh, on Yolnis, uh, Linus Olmark? Yeah, I mean... It's I, Linus. It's Linus like penis, Linus? by the way. Linus, Linus like, like penis. Linus. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you guys covered it. For me, he is... And this is somebody who's never followed him closely. Obviously, this year you have no choice but to because of how good he's been how good the Bruins have been. He's been one of those goalies who is seemingly going to be a career backup. right? He's one of those guys who's always going to find a team. That's just how I, I recognize the name until this year, which obviously he breaks out and is having... Of Vesna caliber, like he's the favorite, and really the con the contract was sort of a it, it felt like a premature statement about yeah. where his career was at that time. Obviously, it looks pretty good right now. And yeah, so good for him. I I, I love good for good. Don Sweeney too. Yeah. I need to win. Give, I need to, to give. Win. I need to give some win. credit to Don Sweeney because I've been one of his biggest detractors forever, and I've shit on him so badly, and he's got a pretty serious. Yeah, moment so far this year with yeah, everything it's, looking it's, as good as it does. Yeah, it, it, it looks great. It, it, it's nice to kind of see not a Vasilevsky. Um, obviously, Shesterkin in the last few years has been coming on in New York, but uh, it, it's nice to see a little bit of a change in, in Olmark taking uh, potentially the, at least the midseason Vesna award. And if he continues at this pace, definitely. Oh, sla- uh, sla- sla- slam dunk if he doesn't have a disaster second yeah. half. I mean, it, I love Saros as the dark horse. Um, but it's going to take very average play from Olmark down the stretch for 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 Saros to have a chance. And in terms of the odds, Vegas likes him at a plus one ten at this point. Talk about another fran- Talk about another franchise that's had some pretty good luck in that is yeah. is Nashville, right? Yeah, yeah. Peke to, to Saros. It's Rene. Yeah. It's a hell of a way to turn a turn pack ahead, pack ahead, Rene. turn things over. Uh, that covers the Vesna Trophy Who League's best goal. Enough I, I agree talk. with Omar. Enough, agree. enough goal. Okay, talk. wait. Can I get, let me give two, a couple shout-outs here quickly? Okay. Because I like we've talked about Saros and Omar. And that's a little really bit it. of Ottinger. And a little Ottinger. Uh, Connor Hellebuck player. is very much in this race. Okay, Hellebuck. Sorry, finish. He's having a great season on a very good team that people didn't expect to be this good, like. Like the Bruins, right? No, no, no. I didn't expect Winnipeg to be that good. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, of course. Uh, we know that. Um, <laughs> but I think that makes for a very good Vesna case, right? Like a team that is playing at an elite level that wasn't coming into the year with great goalie play. Hello Bucks in it. And the two Russians, man. I Sorokin and Shesterkin, they're both having mediocre seasons. I think people Shesterkin aren't... struggled early. They're struggling, but you look at the numbers, they're still up there. They're yeah, still top yeah, five, right? Yeah. If He's one of, back. If one of those three, Shesterkin, Sorokin, or Hello Buck, goes on a tear at the end of the season, we could be talking about a different thing. 
So when you say Allmark has to be average, yeah, you might be right. But also, one of these guys gets hot the last two months, all of a sudden the, the narrative changes a little bit, right? I, 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 so I agree. However, no matter how hot those guys are, if Omar keeps this up, if, if Omar finishes if it up, it's if he finishes this year with 50 wins and less than 10 losses, it's, like that's a joke. There's a reason he's plus 110. Yeah. There's a reason he's plus 110. That's pretty shit odds. I mean, yeah. yeah. No, without a doubt. And, and quickly on Hellbuck, I mean, the most, I think he has the most starts consecutive, or at least has the most starts in like the last 10 years for man. goalies. UMass so. Lowell Riverhawk. Yeah. Many forget. Yeah. Many forget UMass Lowell Riverhawk. Tremendous hockey program. Scrappy, scrappy hockey's yep. program. I like that. Finds guys from different places. He's I, from Alaska, I think. I think, I think you're is. right. I, I do like that. As Hellbuck, is Jeremy uh, Swayman, by the way. But sorry. It is either way. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Oh, he's a weirdo um, Alaskan. For where sure. do you go to college? Maine. Maine. University Classic transition. Alaska to Maine. Yeah. That's one way to change things up. Keeping the Arctic circles. Uh, but uh, yeah, so moving on from the best, the best trophy, the best goalie in the league, to the Norris Trophy winner, the best defenseman in the league. Uh, this this has been kind of uh, ruled by Kale McCarr in the last uh, few years. And and uh, Ross, why don't you start us off with uh, with your Norris Trophy uh, candidate so far for the midseason review? So I'm going to stay on brand for the pod and open with a diatribe and a critique of the Norris Trophy over the last. 10 years, just about, it's become the Richard Trophy for defensemen. I agree. Of points, right? Not goals, but points. It's become the highest scoring defenseman award. Yep. And that really bothers me. Because you've had a lot of guys um, that, like a couple that come to mind, John Carlson, Mike Green, uh, back when he was on those Capitals yeah, teams. Yeah. You, like, and Josh Morrissey is probably the best example of a guy yep. that's, that's kind of riding that thing this year where it's just, you're a points machine. Newsflash, two of those guys feed Ovechkin one-timers in the power play. Uh, there's, there's, there's 28 points automatically. You're starting the year with 28 points at that like, like at that role if you stay healthy. Um, and so it really kind of bothers me because I look for an all-around defenseman in that. Like I look at guys that can contribute on both and, and really dominate the game. I think an elite, elite defenseman is the most valuable position in hockey, other than a fucking just crazy, like, Dominic Hasek goalie. Or, so like, how a goalie can take over a playoff series. But Quick quick question to you. For a franchise, I think I think an elite defenseman is the would best. Would you say, like... Like, no. I would draft McCarr number one overall in a in a complete fantasy draft of the NHL. I'd take him over McDavid. Would you say something like Duncan Keith's last year of winning the Norris is the last kind of final... Duncan Keith's a perfect example of a guy that's so much more than a point producer. Drew Doughty, Drew Doughty won one. He's never been more than a fifty-point guy. Um, I think you know, Chara won it once upon a time, um, and I just think that there have been a lot of guys that have been overlooked because their numbers aren't there. I think the last guy who was valued for his defense, but that was a reputation thing, which he earned. Lindstrom was winning it with a lot of points. <laughs> He was like, but no, no, no. But he was like, getting he's the just, respect he, he deserved for his whole game. He's just, well, such I don't a, he's think just Lindstrom such a, he's just, it. it's, it's hard to debate Lindstrom because he's just he's well, Carlson. Just, but but Lindstrom was just such a perfect player that like he's so good that like I, yeah. I think it kind of it kind of spoils the conversation because it's like well now we're talking about Nick Lindstrom. It's like he's just he's one of the but best players to ever he play hockey. Beat, he would have beat a John Carlson even if John Carlson had twenty more points because oh, he got yeah. that respect for his defense. Right now, I don't think he would. That's Which is my concern. Okay, that's yeah. fair. That is fair. That's I think what, I think things he, I changed think he's a little bit with with Eric Carlson. I think he Carlson. got that respect. No, no, Eric Carlson. Uh, he kind of championed this trend. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's, when what, he was that's my point. When that's he was my point. Yep, he was an assist machine, and he's he's developed his game a little bit more. He's obviously had a lot of injury struggles, and his career kind of went off the rails Still having a good for year a couple this year. years. 
Um, but he's not as much of a defensive liability as he's been historically yeah. and as he was, especially when he came up and he was so small. Um, but that guy's having a hell of a year. Um, so he's, you know, he's obviously, he's leading in points, and that's where the, you know, the money is. He's in the running. Um, but we're talking about the first half. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go first half a little bit off the board, and I know he's not going to win the Norris, but my first half Norris, um, I'm going to give it not of the cap to Hampus Lindholm. Um, you know, it's a Bruins-heavy awards show because the Bruins are fucking unbelievable. Oh, they're the best team in the league. Okay. By a mile. And it's just, like, I never saw this coming. You had no McAvoy for the first about 12, uh, 14 games. And um, Lindholm has just been, he's been steady Eddie, um, really reliable, playing some power play, uh, which has got his points up. He's, he's like, maybe tops the league in plus minus. He's one of the top defensemen in plus minus. Um, which is, you know, a stat that the nerds don't like, but I, I still always like. Um, and I just, I love watching his game. He has such a calm presence with the puck. He's yeah. one of those guys, when he's carrying the puck, he's never over-stick handling it. Like, he's never doing that McKinnon, McDavid, McCarr, like, dribble, 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 dribble. He just has the puck on his stick, and he's only, like, he's got an economy of motion to how he dictates the pace of a game. Um, and he almost does the same thing without the puck. So yeah. when he's playing defense, he's positionally so sound. He's big. He's built like a brick shit house too. He's probably like six three, listed maybe two ten, but yeah. I think he's probably closer to probably two fifteen, two twenty. Yeah. Um, and you know he's just he's a tank and he's been awesome. And um, I think the reason I believe in the Bruins this year is because him and McAvoy together, I think those are two of the top ten defensemen in the league this year. So yeah. it's an interesting pick. Great. Vegas likes, funny enough, McAvoy by. Uh, uh, by almost a thousand, uh, plus uh, plus four thousand for for Charlie McAvoy at this point, plus five thousand for Hampus yeah. Lindholm. I do think uh, that's an out of, a better bet than McAvoy. I think uh, he's, he's going to play he's eighty not games. Play power play I one. like I like he might. He, they, they kind of toggle him, but he's not going to he's not going to consistently. He's not going to run up the, the name volume value. in the points. Yeah. I like you going outside the box a little bit on this one though, because I think the fact is since what McCarr won his first one last year. I think he's won two straight. So, yeah. since Makar's one is two straight. <laughs> yeah, Miles Carey also took home the fucking con Smythe. Yeah. And he had the rookie of the year. He, he went rookie of the year, Norris, Norris, con Smythe. How's, deserve, that? How's that? How's that for our first three years? And there's fire. nothing There's nothing against what Kale Makar has done and, and the talent that he has. Uh, but you look at it this year, and I know plus minus doesn't become a, a stat that is as relevant anymore. But, like, this year, he's at plus four. Last year, plus 48. Great numbers for a defenseman, in my opinion. This year, plus four, still the clubhouse leader. Eleven goals, twenty-eight assists, thirty-nine points um, for Makar so far this year, um, and that's what uh, his play has is kept Colorado alive. You know, as as much as they've struggled so far this year, um, they really miss Landis Cock. Oh yeah, mm. yep, yep. And so you know, I and think Kadri, but it's it's kind of the Kale McCarr effect on the on the Norris Trophy right now. It's kind of how I feel like it is. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going to be that guy that picks Kale again this year for my pick for yeah. the Norris. Uh, but I do feel like we're kind of in that that time period of the Kale McCarr uh, defenseman effect. And, and as long as we're in that period, it seems like it might be uh, Kale's time to win his third straight. If, if we're right about that. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's that's that that's some Nick Lidstrom, Bobby Orr shit about winning I, consecutive Norris like that and stacking them. The reason I don't mind the pick and like I, we've all touched on it, the guy is more than the points. Um, he's incredible breaking out of the zone. I think he is changing the game. Um, I think you're gonna see a lot more small defensemen because of how he plays. Right? He could he could probably play forward. The other he, thing, the other thing, he's not tiny. 
Like, he's not big, but he's no, not but tiny. Like, the way he commands the defensive zone is incredible for somebody his size. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the way he... He he plays the defensive zone almost as if it's like kind of a power play. Just to in the offensive zone, like he he kind of maneuvers it and creates space by just taking his time. Will cut on an edge. And now people fear him so much that guys like start to see him doing his crazy edge dangle shit. Yeah. And they're just like ah, like they just like back away. And just he's like, like let's let's drop back. And he's got like a radius. Yeah. <laughs> just exactly. to uh, just to clarify out there on the on on the numbers, this would be his second um, second. Career Norris, okay. Adam Fox. He's only won one. Oh, that's right, Fox. Fox, Fox the year for it. Right. Yep. Okay. So just to clarify, another great player. Um, Alex, who are you picking for for your Norris pick? So I'm very happy. I, I thought one of you would take my pick here. I figured. Um, and I, I I wanted to pick Morrissey, but I, Ross, you made the right point. He's he's a points merchant right now, which I like. I'm not hating on that, right? Like that's Kyle true. Connor and Mark Shifley. That those are his one timers on both sides for this power play. He's been player. great. He's been commanding the power. Like he's still been you great. could you you could have 25 assists hey, uh, if hey, you hey. just played power play for them. Maybe yeah. I would love to see how many primary assists he has. That would that would mean something more. Just because we do have uh, an NHL network on on the screen, we're looking at the defensive. Rankings right now, it's impressive to see what Winnipeg has done for defensive they're rankings. Really good points wise, they're they're second in the league goals against. To, I didn't see it coming. If you remember, um, pre, if yeah. you remember a preseason, I was like, Winnipeg doesn't have the back end. It's yeah, not no, good they're enough. Sound. They're sound, and I, I I wouldn't be upset at all if he wins the North. I would actually think it would be cool, and I do think Kale McCarr. While I, I get the pick, I don't think he's going to win it this year. Me neither, because he's not running away with the points. The this Avalanche team is are struggling. Sorry, they're sorry. struggling. <laughs> they're struggling. Which is exactly it. And people want a new winner, right? We got the Kale McCarr hype. People are ready for something new. It's how it works in any sport. When the words happen, people want something new. They'll go back to old if they're having a great year, right? But they want something new. My guy here, former number one overall pick, on a team that's pushing for the playoffs, one of the most exciting teams in the league, I think. I'm going to go with Rasmus Dahlin. Wow. A guy who logs 26 minutes of ice time a game. He's big. I, like, I remember seeing him for the first time in World Juniors, and I'm like, there's no way a guy can be this silky smooth at defense. Uh, he is that way. Um, and he's huge, and he logs minutes, right? Like, Morrissey, I looked, 23 minutes game. Those 26 to 23, that's a difference to me. That's the difference between, like, a number one defenseman and a workhorse number one. Like, a franchise number one. I don't think anybody thinks Morrissey's a number one It's a one-and-a-one-A kind of thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Morrissey's not a franchise number one he's defenseman that you three, build around. Yeah, yeah. He's a two. Right, who plays on your second line and is one of the best second line defensemen in the league and can compete for Norris, right? He's great. Rasmus Dahlin gutting one of the best offenses and he's heavily involved. I know I know the power play, you got Tage Thompson, you got Skinner Tuck, great power play. Dahlin is probably the second piece on that power play. Where and that's no disrespect to Tuck or Skinner. That's just saying Dahlin is incredible. And he shoots the puck well, plays great defense, can skate. So he's my pick. I think he's flashy. I think he's what people want. And if they make the playoffs, make a push, people are going to love this Buffalo team. I, I think he's a, he's a well-rounded player. His mobility, skating, and skill is unbelievable. Doesn't make sense. Um, and I've really grown to like his game. And on top of all that, he's got a little bit of a mean streak. He's got he a little does. attitude, which I definitely like, and you may, maybe don't expect, uh, especially for a Swedish defenseman. Um, and, oh, by the way, He's chucking alley oops to fucking seventy two yep. American Mario Lemieux over there, Tage Thompson. Um, so I, I I I like the Darlene pick. Uh, I don't know what the odds look like, but it's it's that a, might be actually, good money at him right I now. I think uh, I believe Cam McCarr plus two fifty, Darlene plus three hundred. If you look at the numbers wise, Carlson's got to be the favorite though. 
Carlson's the he has the same odds as Delaney. The Sharks are too hmm. bad. Yeah, uh, too bad. But if you look at the he's numbers, scoring a lot of points in like yeah. six four losses. If you too. look at the numbers, Delaney's numbers are substantial, not substantially, but better than McCarr at this point in the season. Higher plus minus. Time on ice is a little bit shorter. Uh, I think McCarr is yeah. averaging about twenty seven. Yeah, but the teams uh, but, are also they're sort of at opposite ends of yeah. the overachieving, underachieving. Well, I think you look at the you know obviously Kale McCarr, best defenseman in the league the last few years. No question about it, but what you're seeing, the importance of Rasmus and Dahlien to this or this Sabres team that is growing, finally starting to take the steps that the league had, had hoped. Um, I don't know if the league really gives a shit about <laughs> but, um, You know, I, I, I like the I like the out-of-the-box pick there. with Well, I mean, not necessarily out-of-the-box, I also, but I like I've it. Sa- I've said this before when we talked about Buffalo earlier, but uh, it's got to be a beautiful thing to be a fan of a team with probably the two most fluid 6-6 six, six and above players we've seen in a long freaking time. You have two giants who move like just, they move like short players. You mean Owen Power and Tate Thompson? No. Owen Power, I am not sold on at all. So who's the smooth guy that you're Darlene. talking about? Darlene. But Darlene's not Tate Thompson big. Darlene's like 6'3". He's 6'6", six, six, bro. 6'3". Six, 6'3"? Six, yeah. 6'3", six, 193. But he looks big. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's still, all right. Still, power, power. Still. He is right. Power, power is 6'5". Six, six, six. Six, yeah, power, power, power moves like a 6'5". We're talking about the Norris, so we shouldn't talk about Owen Power. We but should not. He looks six, awful seven. in my mind. But my <laughs> one disclaimer for Owen Power, I'm going to say right now, and we we also overlooked this guy when we were talking about people that produce points, the points Norris versus all-around defensive, Victor Hedman. I mean, he's a guy that won that won Norris's. I'm not saying he's in the running this year, but he's a guy that won Norris's historically that had points, but is also just a dominant player. Yeah. I, I'm I'm so high on Hedman. Yeah, of course. But but this ties to the Owen Power commentary because Victor Hedman's first two years in the league, I thought he was going to be the a biggest bum. bust, yeah. stiff loser DB. And when I look at Owen Power, I'm seeing so much more out of Owen Power than I saw out of Hedman early. Yep. And to me, that gives, again, I'm not rooting for them. They're a division rival, and they're going to be probably a really good team in the Atlantic two, three years from now. Yeah. Um, so I'm not rooting for it, but I, I fear Owen Power may blossom into a guy that's part of this conversation. Completely agree. And he's not playing power play one, which changes your perspective and on he's not player. ready to, by the way. Yeah, no, I completely agree. But when you play power play one, like a Josh Morrissey, if he wasn't playing power play one, we wouldn't be talking about him. Um, True fact, and fact. there's a reason he is. There's a yep. re- like yep. it's not a discredit. I'm just saying, yep. you can hide a player a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I like I like the picks, boys. Yep, no, it's a solid uh, solid Norris category. Moving on to the Jack Adams, the best coach of the year. I think Ross is, is going to dominate this one again with the Boston uh, faithful. Uh, Honestly, so, you just skip me, just Monty. I'm, I, it, and I'm, I'll take it for you because I was going to say it's Jim Montgomery. I think it's been plain and simple. The fact is, the Boston Bruins have been the best team to, in the league so far through the midseason. Um, Thirty-two, five and four is the record. They're on pace to be better than that Tampa team that lost to Columbus in the first round. It's, it's. There, there's no question about it. I mean, it, it's been, it's, it is phenomenal stuff. Coming back from uh, the the path Montgomery has had to take after his exit in Dallas. Um, you got to respect it, and he's taken this core, this um, ageless core in Boston, to uh, to rankings that are very high. I mean, they've got the third best power play, best penalty kill in the league, second best in faceoff percentage, obviously most wins, and uh, you know it, it, most points, obviously. So it, the Boston Bruins, uh, what Jim Montgomery has been able to do with them, he he is definitely, without a doubt, the clubhouse leader and uh, uh, the Jack Adams early midseason uh, award winner. 
What do you got, Arm Dog? Yeah, so I, I I picked somebody different because I knew both of you would go that way, and he's the favorite, and I, I, I think he should be it right now. But I'm going to give somebody else because I like him in a little discussion. And I, I didn't really realize this guy's coaching path, which is wild. Uh, but started off as an assistant for the Winnipeg Jets and is now back as the Winnipeg Jets head coach. Rick Bonus. I looked I looked over at, like he has been an assistant coach for so many teams. He was the first Senators head coach in history when they were an expansion team. He had an epic mullet back then too. Yeah. <laughs> well he's been around. I'm like he was a Winnipeg Jets head coach or assistant in eighty four. And I was like, wow. okay, was he a player then? Because like you started with the Winnipeg Jets, it's like eighty four. I'm like, okay, maybe he's a player, young coach. No. This guy's old. Uh, and he's been around assistant coach all around most recently from the stars. I just think the way the Winnipeg Jets are playing right now it may not be getting as much attention because it is the Winnipeg Jets. Like, Canadian teams, so you get a little more attention than is if you were, like, I don't know, some Buffalo. random... Yeah, Buffalo, exactly. Um, but they're playing very well. They're playing like a playoff team. Uh, they're playing like a team that I think a lot of people are looking at and, like, this is a cup contender, uh, which not many people, I know Ross was in this boat, were thinking that before the year, right? Uh, so I think he has to give a shout-out here. I do think where the Bruins are at, Montgomery's the, he's the favorite. As a favorite. So I, I think it's kind of like honorable mention right now as yeah. far as the discussion. Um, and I love the bonus pick. It's funny. He was just on the screen. We've got the Winnipeg-Pittsburgh uh, game on in the background here. Um, and I love your points, Arm Dog. Couldn't agree more. Bonus. I think he stepped in. <laughs> it was actually Montgomery. He got asked to leave Dallas midseason, and, and he jumped in and took him to the cup final. Yep. Yeah. Or, or I think you're right. Cup final. Uh, yeah. They lost, yeah, and they lost to Tampa um, in the COVID year. Um, so I think yep. that's awesome, and I love that pick. And then the other honorable mention I give is two other Western Conference coaches, which is Peter DeBoer for yep. Dallas. You know, Dallas is my cup yep. pick. That's no, uh, that's that's no uh, mystery yep. to the uh, to the audience. And uh, Butch Cassidy deserves a little yep. bit of credit. Well, we'll see how things go. They started out really hot. Yep. They've regressed a little bit, um, but we'll, we'll see how things progress. But I'd say the. Those are kind of the honorable mention, but I don't think I, I think you can book it right now. I, I bet Monty's negative odds right now. I think it's the exact. I same. couldn't find odds on it, but yeah, yeah I would I would agree with that. It's the exact same debate. I don't think there's any difference. I think if the seasons go exactly how we've already discussed, it's the exact same debate as Olmark versus Hellebuck. It's yeah, literally, yeah, it couldn't yeah. be more like it's exactly ooh, ooh, the how's same. How's that? How's that for a prop bet? Rick Bonus and Hellebuck. That's the for bet. Vezina and Jack Adams. If if they're that's gonna, probably that's got to be like ten thousand to one. <laughs> and that's the move, right? If one of them wins, they're probably both gonna win. I would wow! Say that. Wow! Like, I like it. That Maybe. is action. That that I'm inter- I might I might I might chuck <laughs> I might chuck ten bucks on that. Moving well, for on, you, it's a win-win. From the Bruins uh, dominate more. or... Uh, that's right, emotional hedge. <laughs> Moving on from the Jack Adams Award, I think it's uh, clear consensus that Jim Montgomery is in the uh, clubhouse leader, but we'll see if things change. But with this start from Boston, it's it's tough to see that happening. Moving on to the league's best player, the MVP Award. Mm. This is a pretty easy shoe-in. It's always going to be 97, Connor McDavid. The guy is just a stud. He leads the league in goals, assists, and points. 35 goals, 44 assists, 79 points. On pace for like 140, 150 points. It's it's stupid numbers from what Connor McDavid uh, has put up and, and is able to do. He is without a doubt the league's best player, skill and uh, production wise, and and that's why he has been the MVP for the last few years, and and will continue to do that in this league. So, Iceman to Maverick, the original Top Gun. Mm-hmm. 
Every time you're in the air, you're dangerous. Oh, yeah. Every time McDavid's on the ice, he's dangerous. And he is just... I, I'm, I've run out of kind of superlatives for what he is and does. Um, maybe, maybe the... If there was anything he's not the best in the league at, it might be faceoffs, mm-hmm. where he's above average to very good. Yeah, like he, he's just ridiculous, and um, I don't think anybody's ever going to score 200 points in a season. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, Gretzky obviously did it, and nobody else has done it. Um, I think the new benchmark is going to be: Can anybody get 164 points? Can anybody average more than two points a game? Mm-hmm. And if anybody can do it, it's this guy. So. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a lot of thoughts. I don't. I don't. I don't know if 160 is in the cards this year. I think he's going to sniff 150. 150. Yeah. Um, oh my god! I think somebody just shit themselves. <laughs> it wasn't me. I think it was Jack. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I, swear. I think it was Jack. Unless, I swear unless it was you just dropped a a, a a heater in my toilet. I did over there. not. Uh, it would have been that quick. was bad. I, it was you, Jack. But it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> he um, just took ownership for it. It was probably, but like I did, I farted in there. But maybe I brought it. Yo, <laughs> no, no, all right, all right. It tracked. It tracked. That it tracked. Oh I'm my sorry God. about that. I sniffed it. My, <laughs> you took a sniff. My, my eyes are watering. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that, boys. Little Chick Fil A for lunch. <laughs> Oh my god. The Chick-fil-A sauce is I don't even well. I, don't I don't know. Even how know it cares. Well, reeling her back <laughs> in, reeling her right. back in, MVP Connor McDavid. Yeah, I'm done. It's like, <laughs> no, I, you know, I think it, You got anything to add Arm Dog? <laughs> yeah, I do, as I'm competent. As uh <laughs> I'll throw it to Arm Dog here in a second. just to finish off on one of our, uh, Ross's points. You know, if it's if it's forty seconds into a shift, if it's ten seconds into a shift, he's still as deadly of a force as, as there is out there and I think if you looked at it in the sports, I know Ross won't like this comparison, but I think it's hard to look at, you know, yes, for so many years, LeBron James was, was the dominant force of the NBA without a question about it. I think McDavid's ability to do what he's able to do, it's, I think it's equivalent to a 30, 40-point night performance on, on, an, on a weekly basis. So I, I just think he is he is dominating the NHL to the likes of what LeBron did in the NBA. as well. Not maybe in the success of championships, but I think in terms of what his skill and, and what it, it compares to the rest of the league. You know, I hate the NBA and I hate crossing sports, but I think the comp is if you get two points a game, that's almost like averaging 40 points for a whole season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right? Because 20 points is really good, and yep. 40 points is double that. Yep. Um, so there's your little cross-sauce NBA flavor hey, for he, you NBA fans. He accepted it. He, he embraced it. I like Number that. two, what's impressed me the most about McDavid is how much fucking ice time he gets. Yeah. It's ridiculous. He just eats it. I don't know how. I don't know how he plays at that pace that long. Um, so... I'm done. I'm no, done the guys, the guys, ridiculous. Our dog finished this off on the MVP uh, <sighs> unanimous, unanimous decision. Connor McDavid. Well, I think the more impressive thing is he's, match. he's playing with <laughs> he's playing with shit, dude. He's playing uh, with absolutely awful players. Clem Clawson and uh, like Pool Yarvi or no uh, Yamamoto. Yeah, Yamamoto. The classic yeah, yeah. McDavid. I'm gonna put up 20 points. Um, <laughs> he's playing with absolutely awful players. Come into view with this. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. I'm, I'm, literally, I'm literally lighting a match. Whose wedding is this? Is this D. Hill and Emma? You got a wedding Shout match? out D. Hill nice. and Emma. I think it is. I'm not sure. I don't want to give the wrong credit. Good wedding? Epic wedding. A lot of fun. Oh, First class of Oh, that. two strikes. There we go. We needed that. We needed yeah. that. All right. Yeah. Now I think we can continue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's still lingering. I don't know how it is, man. <laughs> oh my god, it's bad. It bad. I'm gonna hang on to the matches in case another one comes. 
Oh my what, god, what? dude. Are you are you consistently ripping or is that the same? No, one? dude. <laughs> I'm actually shocked by this. Holy shit. <laughs> now I can just smell the match. And I'm not a big fart shamer. Like I usually embrace farts and very kind of soft. No, I knew it was sense, a bad but... one, but I didn't think it would carry. Uh, it was a derailer. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, oh, yeah. clearly. We got the matches, so we, we got our defense Finish out, so. finishing us off on uh, I just think well, <laughs> the thing is I think he plays with two lines, to be honest. This guy, because well, it's power play wise. It's it's, it's power play, but he's playing. Dude, no even Kane. Plays. We haven't even talked about no even no, Kane. He's playing with Clem Clausen and Yamamoto, <laughs> two legitimate fourth line bumps. Like they wouldn't be good on the fourth line. He's playing with these guys and putting up insane numbers of points. I, full, full, full disclosure: We hit the sticks and played a little chow before the pod today, and arm dog was dominant. Arm, well, arm dog, arm dog lost the game playing with Edmonton, so I think he's a little, uh, you know, uh, a little extra bitter about about McDavid's line mates right now. Well, they play just how they do in real life. They're awful. <laughs> how do you put up? How do you put up twenty points with McDavid? This guy is putting up one hundred fifty points, and you put up like thirty points a year. Yeah, that's bad. That's shocking. I don't think there's a discrepancy that big across the NHL ever. Like I, I would like to see a discrepancy that big. He probably has that record. Right. Line mate to line discrepancy, mate to, discrepancy. Line mate to center point totals. I don't think there's ever been because you'd have close. to look at five on five and you have to eliminate his dry saddle time. Yeah, I still think he probably puts up like he probably puts up eighty power play points. So we're talking eighty points to like thirty. And this has just been the McDavid segment because there's a lot of other players that are having great seasons. It's, there's it's, really nobody. Debate. There's nobody in this draft. It's not a debate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. exactly. All right, moving on from uh, the midseason awards. That was the midseason awards show brought to you by Star Six Media, um, and we're moving on to our, our weekly reoccurring segment, the the termite of the week, the woodshed. Brought to you also by Star Six Media, uh, but on the clock this week is going to be uh, your boy. It's it's going to be me. Um, I've got tough critics to my left and my right, so I'm, I'm a little nervous about this. Uh, the abuse will be will be taken as of uh, as accordingly, but uh, the fact is, I, I went with another defenseman this yeah. week. It, it's Eric Gabronson out of Columbus, <laughs> the six five defenseman, thirty one years old, has uh, one goal, seven assists to start the year. Uh, minus 17 plus minus and 34 pims. I think this is a a great third uh, third line defenseman for our termites uh, termite club. How did you pick him? I it, it just felt right to me. It felt right to me. I I, I will say I haven't watched a, a lot of Good Brunson, um, so I I understand why uh, everyone's laughing here and uh, a little shot in <laughs> I the just dark. Don't know here. how you picked him. <laughs> but uh, you know, I looked at I looked at the Columbus team. They were in Chicago recently, so I watched a little bit of it. But okay. um, Brunson didn't stand out to me, and and I looked at it and uh, landed. Uh, I know we need de- defense, and we need defensive depth, and I think he's a good third line defense uh, defensive pair. Okay, I mean, I don't have much to say because I'll tell you, I have not watched Columbus game in years. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of why I think this fits. Is Columbus is irrelevant? I'm not saying our termites irrelevant, but I just think. I think it fits. That's all. I think he might be a good, healthy scratch on the termite roster. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, uh, I'm not. We'll, we'll, we'll make cuts when we make cuts. Um, you know, when we do, and I don't, I'm not so sure Kim Branson's going to crack the lineup, but uh, he's. I, I'm not here to bash Eric Branson, so I'm a big supporter of what he is as a player. Um, which is he's not on a big contract because he's not expected to do anything but play third-line minutes and kill penalties and be big and mean and tough and physical. Um, he can answer the bell if you need to, which almost never happens in today's NHL. Uh, but I think he's a huge deadline tweak piece. Um, 
you know, not, not necessarily for the Bruins. I think they've got kind of Derek Forbert and some spots there. But I, I, I expect him to get dealt at the deadline, and it'll be interesting to see what the market for a player like that is because we've seen you see it every year. You can't go all the way to the Stanley Cup with six defensemen. You need to have seven or eight. Um, so he's the guy that comes in to play that five, six, seven, eight role, uh, depending on health, injuries, everything else, how people are playing. So, um, you know, I like the player a lot, and uh, that's all I'm going to say about Eric Branson. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, it was a little bit of a shot in the dark. Um, Alex, you got anything on Branson before? I'm we... going to watch him play. I, I like the one goal, seven assists. To me, that's term ID. Um, the minus the minus seventeen was what really minus seventeen is good. I want like me. the thing is I want to see him active and still putting up no points. I, I feel like that's a very good it's a good indication if you see him a lot and they still have one goal seven assists. Um, but definitely a player like I've heard of and like probably shouldn't have you know which is a good termite. So I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch. Hey, if he makes the roster, but is that nineteenth or? Or sixth or fifth defenseman out, and he, you know, he just doesn't find his way into the lineup every night. I'll take it. All right, it wasn't laughed too too much. It wasn't laughed out off at least, and uh, he didn't call me a crazy nut. So I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I think uh, the the fact is they were expecting. Uh, Who's got the termite nomination more. next week? The you. I think right, I'm you. eager. I've been sitting on one for a while. I'm, I'm really glad nobody grabbed it. So. All right, we'll we'll get back into termite wheelhouse next week. Oh, we'll see, we'll see, uh, we'll see who the pick is. We gotta, we gotta, it's gotta cross the other two uh, guys on the on the co-host pod. But moving on to our final topic of the week, it's uh, I, I don't know how else to say it. It's seven straight picks, seven straight wins for your boy. I'll knock on heater. wood, like I said. It is a heater. Um, it's nonsense. It makes no sense. But I'll keep doing it. I'm. Uh, I, I'm just I'm there for I'm there for the wins I'm there for the picks, and and it's been a successful start to uh, Saturday's picks for me as I remain in the clubhouse leader at seven and one after last week. Uh, the parlay is now at three and two, so positive numbers for the parlay. We always love to see that after the boys all went three and zero, oh, so the standings go as followed: seven and one for me. Five and three for both Ross and Alex. Uh, in discussion of who wanted the second versus third pick, Alex generously gave it to Ross. So Ross will set pick second. Alex will pick third. First pick for Saturday's picks. We're gonna try and get a little bit more of a juicier uh, parlay number. And right now I, I like it. It's a, it's a matinee matchup, 1 p.m. in the Lone Star State. It's gonna be Dallas versus Calgary. I'm taking Dallas on home ice. Ottinger and the Stars. Beaten out the Calgary Flames. One o'clock start tomorrow. I'll get the graphic posted as soon as possible. Do we know if Ottinger is going to play? Uh, I do not have a confirmation, but I will. Uh, I'll take a look. Um, did either of you watch the Seattle Boston game last night? No. No. Do you know if Swayman or Olmark played? I believe Olmark played because I think he picked up his second loss of the year. Is that right? Um, okay. So. Are we sure Olmark played? I'll find I'm out. I'm sorry. Find to don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'll this find out. Bad, bad radio. I'll find out. Yeah, um, Olmark was the third star still with 28 saves, okay. having three goals. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, I thought Swayman played because he usually plays the Western Conference game, and they lost, so I assumed he played. But um, <laughs> I was gonna go Boston over over Toronto. Uh, Boston coming off a loss, the way that things are going, absolute wagon. Um, Is that your pick, Boston over Toronto? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to Carolina over Pittsburgh. You got Pittsburgh coming off of back-to-backs. They're playing a tough Winnipeg team right now. 
Um, I'm taking Carolina in Pittsburgh. That's that 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 is Rusty's official. Pick. What time is the start? It's a regular uh, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Copy that. He's got Carolina over Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh. I like the pick, Ross. Uh, Alex, finish us off with the last pick of Saturday picks. Yeah. So I was I was thinking about that one, um, but I can't do that. Obviously, I was thinking about the Wings too, but minus 250 favorites, not not good money. Um, We're getting greedy, boys. I'm going to go with, ooh, this is tough. This is tough. I'm going to go with a little moneymaker here. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about it, but I'm going to go with it. It's going to get a back-on-track game on the road in Nashville against my boy UC. I'm going to take the Sabres here. I'm going to take the Sabres to just kind of, they've, they've lost three straight. They're going to be plus money. And I, I think they're going to come in and score. I think they're going to come in and score. And I and you just, might and you might catch Saros on a, on a, on a he might get a break because it's an Easter conference he got game. A, he got a break last night. He's going to play. He's going to play. Saros is going to play. But to me, that's the only thing this Predators team has. And I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the Predators. Well, of like, course, they they've got the man rocket. Yeah, they got they have some good players, but I, I generally think it's a bad team. Um, and I think the Sabers are better. Uh, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Sabers on the road. It's going to be plus money. There's a lot of heavy favorites tonight, tomorrow that I don't really love. Yeah. Um, which is which is an odd position to be in. So I'm, I'm going to take an underdog. I think it's one of the best days to do it, just given what, what the rest of the slate looks like. So, yeah, Sabres go into Nashville and take a win. I like it. I like it. That's our slate for Saturday's picks. As, uh, as I said in the beginning of the show, we are obviously recording on Friday. This will be posted Saturday morning. I'll get the graphic up uh, as I'm driving to Wisconsin. So I'll do that before um, that happens, and, and we'll get that all up to you guys. Saturday's picks, we're looking to stay. Uh, we're looking to get a streak going for our second win in a row. Uh, exciting stuff as, as the boys. These two guys can't separate from the, from each other, and, and I just keep tossing out wins, wins and wins. I, I don't want to get too cocky, though. So, uh, But that marks another great episode of Slash Out Podcast brought to you by Star 6 Media. Go check out the other podcasts JCA Sports, Only Football, Big League Chicago, 3 Up, 3 Down, Sports Drip, EAFP, a soccer podcast. Uh, go check out the Star 6 family. Check out the YouTube, the Instagram, the TikTok. The reels are going off the charts. We appreciate the support. Ross, where can uh, the, the, the listeners can find you at where? For your Twitter handle? Rusty Pedroia. Love it. Alex, where can the, where the listeners find you? You can find me at Northside Sox, and I actually just had my first hockey tweet in a while. Had to give my man Jake Wallman a little shout out. So uh, yeah, I might start tweeting a little more hockey on the baseball account. Yeah, I, I, I do so many so much group texting during games with you guys, with buddies from elsewhere, um, and we we, we got to we, live tweet we, it. We, we got up the tweet volumes. Maybe, yeah. maybe we we'll we'll create maybe we create a slot shot Twitter. We'll, we'll get we'll, we'll, hashtag slot shot. We'll get a little hashtag more slot shot. We, I like we it. Got, a slot shot Twitter could be good. We all go post our thoughts. Right. I like it. Right. I like it. All right. Oh, we'll get a shared Twitter account in the in the. Or if we just throw hashtag slot shot into our tweets, there won't be a lot of other tweets with hashtag yeah. slot shot. So That's true. That'll be a way to track all That's of our true. tweets. That's true. Uh, in a, uh, a very good mind of, of Ross on the podcast. Follow me at Siffy Man. Follow the page at Star Six Media. We or at Star Six. Sorry, um, at Star Six Media. Jesus, I'm losing it. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Everyone have a good night. Final messages from the boys. Anything? Shout out Jake Wallman, baby. Doing the gritty. Love you, mean it. Uh, thanks for listening. Perfect.